Manny Pacquiao versus Adrian Broner. Post-fight thoughts. Dun-dun-dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkieCom. Listen to me on Anchor.fm, and of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So the Broner fight just ended, and I had to jump in here really quick and just give you my thoughts overall on the contest. First of all, let me start by saying I didn't think the fight was as close as the judges did. I think you could, you could actually go 11-1 Pacquiao, maybe 10-2 if you're being generous. Originally in the pre-fight podcast, which if you're listening to this on YouTube, click the icon in the upper right corner and it will link back to that original video. I said it would be a Pacquiao decision somewhere around 9-3 or 8-4. I thought it was even more lopsided than that. Broner is outright delusional. He has no class whatsoever, but he has to be trolling people. He has to be playing to the cameras. That dude can't be that delusional that he thinks that he actually won the fight. I mean, it's embarrassing the way this guy acts. And I personally think most people are tired of seeing this guy in big money fights talk a lot of shit and never perform. I said this going into the into the fight. This is what he does. At this point, he talks better than he fights. And you saw it tonight. Pacquiao dominated him just with volume. And let me say this. Early on, I was not impressed with the 40-year-old Pacquiao. Was the volume there? Yes. Was the hand speed there? Yes. But the problem was the way he was throwing that offense. He was literally just rushing in leaving himself wide open for counters. Luckily, he was in against Broner, who doesn't throw shit back, so he was able to get away with it. I actually thought once he settled down around the 6th round, 6 through 12, he looked way better than those early rounds. He quit rushing in, he was picking his punches better, and that's when he actually was able to hurt Broner in the 7th and ninth round with big shots. He needed to settle down. I didn't get a chance to see Freddie Roach in the corner during the early rounds if he was telling Pacquiao, hey, slow your roll. But if he wasn't, that that was a that was a ball dropped right there, in my opinion, because if Boo Boy wasn't telling him, you know, slow down, hang back, why are you rushing in? You're leaving yourself wide open, then there's a problem. Obviously, you can see he's not the Manny Pacquiao of old, and we touched on that in the pre-fight podcast as well. I mean, he's 40 years old. It's remarkable that he's able to do what he does as well as he does still. The same thing with Floyd. I mean, these guys are a freak of nature when it comes to that. But he was in with a younger guy who he outpunched. And it's pretty sad that when we capped it, we said Pacquiao will have good enough stamina, good enough hand speed, and good enough punch volume to outwork Adrian Broner, who's far younger than him. I think he's 29 years old, even though he looks like he's 59 years old. I think he's actually only 29 years old, something like that. I don't even think he's 30 yet. And you just see this time and time and time again with Broner. He talks smack, somehow talks his way into a big money fight and a big network and has all the media and the tension and the focus and he's shows no class to anybody around him and he's disrespectful to everybody and he gets in there and he doesn't perform. I say enough, enough is enough. 
Now, obviously, Pacquiao said if Mayweather wants to come back, he will fight him. I mean, I'm not really up for that fight because I think between the two, I still think Mayweather is better. I still think Mayweather would beat him. And I think most people think at this point it's way too late. Most people think the first fight was way too late. And it does nothing for either of their legacies. Obviously, they'll pocket some money. I don't think they would make near as much as they did in the first fight. But regardless, they would still make money. People would still watch it. But I don't think Pac needs to be fighting for very much longer. Like I said, I can't get mad at him if he's going to go ahead and secure a huge multi-million dollar fight with Floyd Mayweather. I mean, realistically, would you turn it down? Right? He's still fighting anyway. Would you turn it down? But he really needs to stay away from the killers in the division. I know there was talk at some point about uh, Crawford and you've got Errol Spence. I mean, come on, guys. That, that doesn't need to happen. I definitely wouldn't support that at all. Hopefully, his team with Al Heyman is smart enough not to go down that route. If he has X amount of fights still left that he wants to do, they have to be very careful in the matchmaking. Broner was a perfect opponent for him we said that going in stylistically Manny Pacquiao was a terrible 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 matchup for Adrian Broner and I think you saw that tonight I don't know what the judges were looking at in all honesty I don't see how you can have those scores 17-11 I believe was one of them 16-13 I, I I don't I don't see I don't see how you can get to those scores. Where are you giving Broner three and four rounds? I just don't see it. Like I said, being generous, I really think you can go two rounds. I gave him personally one round. I believe uh, Showtime gave him two rounds. But as usual, those three blind mice always see something that the rest of the general public, the media, everybody in the universe, aliens out there, uh, Transformers on the dark side of the moon. Everybody sees it one way, but the three blind mice. It's sickening, really. I mean, most people won't make a big deal about this because, quote unquote, the right guy won, which I hate that because you need to be held accountable for doing your job right. Anybody that works a nine to five out there, you go do your job, you screw up, you're going to be held accountable. They're not going to give you bigger and better fights and more money and more exposure. And they're not going to allow you to fly overseas and do more work for the company. It's just ridiculous what these officials get away with. So I'm kind of over that. You can never tell what's going to happen when it goes to the scorecards. I thought this was a clear, clear victory for him. It kind of reminded me of a Floyd Mayweather-Canelo fight. Remember when uh, one of those judges, I believe, had it 14-14, and most people had Mayweather winning like 11 rounds, 10 rounds? I mean, it wasn't that bad, but you're still going down that same road of judges just not having their shit in order. The other thing I will talk about really quick is the Badu Jack fight. Again, if you're listening to this on YouTube, icon upper right corner click it it'll link back to the pre-fight video that fight was pretty much stanky like we called it would be it wasn't as stanky on the outside it was just because Badu Jack would rush in and the holding from Brown was excessive in my opinion the one point taken from Brown was not enough that was terrible terrible fight man I mean even before the head clash and that was a bad cut. The fight was stanky. It just, no action. 
basically nobody was landing anything. Brown was controlling the action on the outside and using more volume where Badu Jack, I told you guys about Badu Jack. It's dangerous with him. He keeps his hands home. And that was a real problem for him because Brown was legitimately winning before the head clash. And when that head clash happened, all opportunity for Badu Jack went out the window because of his mentality. He already keeps his hands home when he's fresh, not cut, and can see. With that blood pouring over his face into his eyes like that, there was no way he was going to risk being hit with a counter and knocked down or out. And letting it all go, even though he was losing. Now, you may have been watching it going, what are you talking about? He was going forward. Yes, going forward, but not throwing punches. There's a big difference. You have to have effective aggress- aggressiveness. You can't just walk forward and get hit. Or in his case, a lot of it was walk forward and get clinched. I thought the ref did a terrible job, not only with the holding, but also with the breaking. Anytime Badu Jack did get close, he immediately broke them. So between the holding and the breaking, there was no way that Jack had a shot in this fight. Once the cut occurred, and that was a bad cut, I'm actually surprised they didn't stop it. Because even though it wasn't over the eye, you could see the blood was still running into both eyes. And if you guys haven't had a chance to see it, go back and look at the end of the fight. You don't have to watch the entire fight, but look after the fight, at the end of the fight... When they're working on him in the corner, that gash is gigantic. It's going to take a long ass time to heal. And it was on the forehead, which is a bleeder. Everybody knows that. So the blood just kept pouring. I mean, you can't say you can't really fault his his cut, man. I mean, there's not a lot you can do with that type of cut. I'm really surprised they didn't stop it. In hindsight, they probably should have because it would have been the seventh round, I believe. They would have went to the scorecards. He would have lost anyway. He didn't do much going down the stretch to change anything, and he ended up losing on the cards anyway. It wasn't a spectacular performance from Brown. I know he's talking a lot of shit, talking about Teddy Atlas and uh, his fighter and wanting to you know, challenge the best of the best, and that's all fine and great, but I, I don't think it was that impressive. I think it was a case of him outworking Badu Jack, and then the cut changed. I, w- I don't want to say changed everything, but mentally, Badu Jack was out of the fight when that happened. He kept coming forward. He's a warrior. He kept trying, but it's just because he's so timid. Like, he has to find the exact right opportunity to let his punches go when he's fresh. So, anybody that's watched Badu Jack knew as soon as that cut happened and the blood was going all over the place and you could see him pawing at his eye, there was no way he was going to throw caution to the wind. It's not the type of fighter he is anyway. But I think if he would have been fresh, he would have still kept coming forward and looked for more opportunities. And even though he was coming forward, he just wasn't willing to let his hands go. And listen, I can't be shocked by this. You can't be shocked by this. Anybody that capped this fight can't be shocked by this. In fact, you can't be shocked by the way he fought in the first six rounds before the cut. You simply can't be shocked. I said going into this fight, I thought... If Brown won, it would be on points. I thought it could be he could eke out each round, and that's kind of what happened. It was a lopsided win, but each round was so ridiculously boring and dirty half the time. 
with a lot of wrestling and holding and point deductions and there were low blows and then you had all the blood and and uh, Brown saying, listen, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm, I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to be safe. I mean, it was that type of fight. It was nothing to write home about. That's for sure. So I'm still I think the jury's still out on Brown. I still think that there are holes in his game. And I saw some of those holes tonight. You couldn't really take advantage of him with Jack, but it doesn't look like he really likes to be under pressure. And Jack wasn't even throwing that much. He was simply going forward. If he deals with pressure just holding, he better make sure he has the same referee in every single fight. Otherwise, he really could get DQ'd because that holding was absolutely excessive. To be proud of a performance like that is kind of strange to me because, yeah, you won and you're still undefeated. But I don't think it was impressive to sit there and hold so much that you got a point deducted. And he continued to do it after. But that often happens with referees. They'll warn you, warn you, take a point, whether it's a low blow holding, hitting behind the head or whatever. And then let the guy get away with it for most of the fight again. And then maybe if it's truly excessive, they take another point, you know, in the 11th or 12th round, something crazy like that. But generally speaking, once you get that first point taken away, you're okay for a few rounds to keep doing what you're doing. And he just kept doing it. But that's no excuse. I mean, Badu Jack is a type of fighter that keeps his hands home. We spoke about that. It's not a exciting style. Brown style certainly isn't exciting, and that's why when I looked at this, I thought, man, this could probably be a stink fest. I certainly did favor Jack because of the resume, and I had questions about Brown, but again, I'm not surprised at the outcome whatsoever. I think it's going to be a long road back for Jack because even early before the cut, if you want to throw away the cut and say, you know, how did he look before the cut? He still looked terrible before the cut. It was the same old thing, just like in the Adonis Stevenson fight. He just wouldn't let his hands go. In the Adonis Stevenson fight, it took him so long that once he came on, he only got a draw out of it. And this fight, he never had the opportunity to come on because I believe the cut happened in the sixth round. It may have been the seventh, but the sixth or seventh round, the cut happened And once that happened, he was effectively out of the match. He was effectively mentally checked out and said, I'm going to do what I can, but it's got to be safety first. I've got to make sure that my hands are in the right position, that if I can't see, I'm not going to punch. I'll try to get close to him so I can feel him and punch. These were the type of things he was doing. That's not an effective way to win the fight. And that's just the way he is, guys. It really is. Like I give him a lot of credit for not quitting and not looking for a way out and, you know, trying his best. But it's not shocking if you've watched his career to see how he fights, the way he approaches everything inside the ring, the way he is a safety first fighter and is looking for the perfect opportunity. And we touched on that. And he's not a big puncher. So after the cut, I mean, I could see his corner not wanting wanting to stop it. And they were hoping for a DQ. They actually even said that in the corner. Like, listen, he's about to get himself DQ'd. Just stay in this. Keep going forward. You know, he's holding you. He's hitting you low. The referee's warning him. They already took a point. So that tells you pretty much where they thought the fight was when you have your corner saying, hey, stay in this fight. Maybe we can get a DQ win. (laughs) that's that's pretty sad in all honesty that's it for this episode of fight junkie i will sock it to you tomorrow baby fight junkie out